Uh, we still need some kind of intro, so I guess I'll just kick it off with... Hey everyone, what's up? Josh and Chris back for episode two of the You Creative Show. Uh, last week, or last episode, we talked a lot about artistic identity, becoming an artist through creating an identity or identifying as an artist, really. I mean, that's, that's about as... Yeah. And, and this is part of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is part of a, a larger series where we're talking about how to stay motivated by an artist. So episode one was all about identity. Episode two today is going to be about what? what? What are we talking about, Josh? Uh, I guess just the the action because you, you have to do the verb to be the noun, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like yes. A writer writes. An artist creates art. You know, a, a draftsman draws. And that's that's sort of what we're getting into today, the nitty-gritty of doing the verb to be the thing. The practical portion that connects with our last video. So if you don't, if you're just picking this one up and you don't know what we're talking about, what identity is, go back to the previous one. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Episode one. I kept calling it a flagship episode. It's a, it's a pilot episode. Pilot. Pilot. What's yeah. the difference between flagship and pilot? Flagship means the best. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you tell, we're piloting the flagship. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Our, our first little note here is what kind of commitment are you willing to make? So if you've already figured out what your identity should be or could be, the, the next step is really making the commitment to live up to that identity and, and commitments, a very strong word. Yes, definitely. I mean, for many individuals, it's hard to make a commitment to anything, right? Especially when you're young. And I know this because I was young once and it was hard <laughs> to commit to anything. So, you know, it was speaking from experience here, but, you know, kind of like we said in the previous episode, if you really want to move forward with something that you're dreaming about, you know, that takes action, right? So you commit to it so you can, you can get to the action. Uh, go all in, you know, but remember the barbell strategy, which is, which is really nice. Um, actually, which is totally reminds me of um, a philosopher note in optimize.me I actually uh, went through today. Entra Leadership by Dame, Dave Ramsey, who also has a huge podcast following, right? I believe so. He's He has a huge following in general for his Baby Steps finances, which they work. I'll, I'll throw that out there. If you're, if you're in any sort of financial distress, Dave Ramsey has the wisdom to help you. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Yeah, he's a smart, smart guy. But what, one of the uh, the big ideas in this philosopher note was never go all in, and which is interesting because through the Optimized program, they, they talk a lot about, let's go all in, let's go all in. And when we say go all in, you know, it's more of a mental thing. You go all in on commitment, but what Dave Ramsey is talking about here in this quote is more about going all in 
in the physical sense in your life, right? So I'm, I'm going to do this this quote real quick. It's it's not too long. He says, when we launch an idea, it has to meet at least two minimum financial criteria. One, we can't borrow money to fund the idea. Two, if it fails, it can't be fatal. Meaning if our decision is faulty, it can't have the possible consequences of closing us down. In poker, you call this going all in. Too many businesses have closed as a result of going all in on one decision that they just knew would be a success. I've spent 20 years building this business. I'm not going to risk the whole thing on any one decision, idea, or product line. We never go all in. So I think that's an important distinction. And, and when when we say in this quote, you know, let's go all in on our commitment, but remember the barbell strategy. Yeah. Now, we we discussed this before. The The barbell strategy really just means being aggressive and conservative so that you you have the fallback you have the stability and i can speak personally about ignoring that wonderful piece of wisdom uh (laughs) so i i made in hindsight it's a mistake but it worked out I got lucky, but I made the mistake of really burning all of my bridges whenever I decided to become an artist because I wanted to do it full time and I pursued tattooing full time. That's that's how I made that leap. And I went all in. I actually got the neck tattoo so that I didn't have any other options. Once I became a tattoo artist, I never wanted to be regularly employable again which was a really powerful action, <laughs> but not a smart one. Since then, I've, I've done my very best to have some sort of financial stability in place before I decide to try something new. It's, it saved me a lot of grief since I discovered that strategy. I wish I'd known it earlier, but it, it's really important, even if you make a commitment to become something, make sure you keep one foot firmly planted in reality while you step forward into growth. That's, that's really the only safe way to become more creative and and more successful over time, rather than trying to do it all at once. Uh, I, I struggled a lot the first year of tattooing because I had no established clientele. I had no backup savings. I burned through all of my credit to get the supplies that I needed to start tattooing. And it, it hurt for a while. It's only within the past year and a half that I've managed to really get back on my feet. And, and I'm glad that I did. I mean, that speaks to a lot of financial things honestly because it, when you when you make a decision you make a, uh, a commitment to something you know you're gonna you're gonna be investing time and effort into it and when you invest financially you know they say diversify you don't want to invest all of your money in one thing and then that tanks right so you diversify into multiple different things so that if yeah. one goes goes off you still you still have a backup but what's important is, you know, what we're talking about here is that distinction between 
a commitment and throwing the rest of your life away just to do this one one thing. <laughs> a, a good example is exactly how I run my life currently, which is I have a job where I do creative work, UI, UX design for a web development company. And it allows me and my wife to, you know, have enough money so she doesn't have to work and I can do my thing, but it doesn't give me you know, all my time within art, I would love to do just 100% painting, drawing and be an artist kind of thing. So but I, I'm not going to quit my job and put us out on the street, <laughs> just so I can be an artist, which is not making any money right now. And uh, Josh, I like this quote that you added in here by Tim Ferriss, um, capping the downside, he calls it. I mean, I love yeah, that. You, you cap the downside. What book is that from? Uh, I'm not sure if it's from a book. It's something he mentions a lot in interviews on his podcast. And he's mostly speaking, especially to the way Sir Richard Branson runs his businesses. Oh, right. the, the virgin owner. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way he runs most of his businesses is by capping the downside so that if things go wrong, they can only go so wrong. <laughs> Exactly. So when he was starting Virgin Atlantic, the the airline, he leased the the planes from Boeing with an agreement to return them if it didn't work out. So he just only had an upside. He could lease the planes for, say, six months. And if the company went under, he was really out almost no money. He yeah. could just return the planes. It's like, here's your used plane back. Thank you for letting me try that. <laughs> but without having some sort of fallback or safeguard, you really put your venture at risk. So there, there either needs to be no downside to trying something like this podcast. There's really no downside. We're out a few hours as we play around and have fun, talk about things that we like to talk about. There's, there's really no downside. And if it works, then we get to help people. So we're exactly. capping the downside with this. It's a lesson that I had to learn the very, 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 very hard way. <laughs> Do as I say, not as I did. That's right. Yeah, I, right, right. We were very fortunate to never be homeless, but things were very tough for a while and they didn't have to be. I could have done it slowly and and been much safer for it. It's yeah. kind of, it, it's really interesting because one of the things that we'll probably talk about in the future is how important getting your energy and stress and mind right and a lot of this stuff to show up as an artist, to show up as a creative. And when you burn all your bridges and you kind of say, I need to focus on this, you introduce just a, an amount of stress into that situation that is almost kind of like crippling. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, you're, you're causing a situation that's that's has a higher percentage of ending in failure. You know, this. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was very unwise, but, uh, Charlie Munger is a huge proponent of learning from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to learn them yourself. So th saying that I made this mistake and especially having you as a good contrast to that mistake, how to do it the right way versus how I did it the wrong way. I think that speaks volumes to hopefully the people listening that, you know, you don't have to burn all of your bridges. You don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket. You just have to make a commitment to make things and then take it from there. 
there, there's there's kind of a, a mental commitment to um, a mental overcommitment that happens in a lot of ways. I remember as a younger artist, probably about 10 or 15 years ago, I was deep into classes with finishing up with school. I had an artist buddy in Florida that we were doing landscape paintings and portrait paintings and figure paintings. We were just deep into art all the time. And I remember making the comment to him and he, he agreed. I think he said the same thing to me. It was like, yeah, if I can't spend an, you know, an hour a day on, you know, more than an hour a day on art, you know, it's kind of worthless. And I would say that that was that kind of idea was crippling to me. I think a lot of individuals think about this where, oh, if I'm going to commit to it, it has to be more than X time a day or it, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, I'm all about making that the longevity commitment, right? So and this is where things change your life. So on January 1st, individuals go into the, the gym and they're like, I'm going to get thin, build muscle and be super healthy. And then they go hardcore. And then right a month later, it's burnoutsville. You know, they can't sustain that. But the uh, other individuals that say, I'm just going to start a little bit. And I'm making this mental commitment to do it the rest of my life every single day. But just, you know, show up every single day is, is what, I, what I can do. I think that's important and that's the longevity of it's more important than making this huge leap forward right yeah personal trainers speak to that a lot actually the uh consistency over intensity principle it's better to do something a little bit every day than it is to go really 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 hard one day a week <laughs> right exactly yeah that's that's burnout and that that's where you're going to end up hurting yourself and uh and yeah same thing with with art, it's like, no, I have to spend eight hours today or it's not, it's worthless, right? No, spend a half an hour every single day for the rest of your life. It's so much more important than five hours every single day. All right. So up to this point, we've been talking a whole lot about career choices, sort of, and capping the downside with your practice. But the entire point of this episode is really to give you some practical advice on how to do the verb to become the noun. So when it comes to being an artist, you really do need to visualize what it is that you want to be and then break down the steps of how to get there one day. And one day could be any amount of time, any sufficiently long amount of time, if we're being honest. So what uh, one of the the really great exercises to figure that out is actually we mentioned it last episode, beginning with the end in mind and really visualizing where you want to be at the end of your life, who you want to be and what you want to be known for or known as. Uh, so beginning with the end in mind is really about feeling and seeing what you want to accomplish in your life and what that end goal preferably intrinsic, <laughs> what that end goal looks like for you. And right. then figuring out how to get there, really. It's a really yeah, creative talk, act. Yeah, talk a little bit about intrinsic versus extrinsic. Uh, so intrinsic goals are process goals, loving the process more than the end result. It's something internal to you. Extrinsic goals are the goals where you know you want this thing, you want this money, you want this right. ability. And intrinsic goals tend to work out better because you have more control over them. 
Whereas extrinsic goals, you have influence over, but not control over. And I think this is a hard concept for a lot of individuals, but honestly, I think there's a play between the two. There's a balance between the two. You must have the intrinsic to continually work the process to get to the end, whatever, right? So for, for example, you know, my end goal is to have a fully realized artistic vision in a body of work, like a large body of work. And then hopefully that sells, it goes into galleries, blah, 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 blah. Do I have control over if it sells, if it goes into galleries or, you know, what it looks like, you know, sort of, you know, not at the very end, but I do have control over the steps I take to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where it comes down to the difference between control and influence. So you can influence the end result, but there are no guarantees with those extrinsic goals. If you don't do the art, it won't sell though. And that is the thing that you do have control over. Exactly. And and yeah, this part about it is, you know, it's it's that day you wake up and you realize, wow, um, I really want at the end of my life, before I die, when I'm 70, 80, 90, 100, you know, 110, hopefully that's what I'm shooting for over a hundred. When I'm a hundred years old and, and I, it's like, okay, I'm on my way out. I have this vision of what I want to have accomplished because if I haven't gotten or worked towards it or you've gotten there and I know that I can, it would be just full of just tremendous regret. I mean, we only have one single life, you know, so what do you get, get clarity on that, right? Feel deep into that, begin with that end in mind. And know that probably the, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest practical part of this whole talk is, you know, like Josh was saying, that action, you know, take action today to work towards that. Because if you don't take the action, there's no way you can get there. So last week was all about the conceptual identity side of things, but I've said it probably five times already. If you don't do the thing to get what you want, you can't get what you want, you know? Yeah verb action take some sort of action and don't delay on it there there are things you could do this very minute that could move you one baby step closer to that end of life intrinsic goal that you have it's just figuring out what that baby action is yeah and there's some difficulties there and this is um, our next point break break your wildly important goal into smaller goals you know smaller steps this was really powerful for me was getting clarity on what i want to happen which is this crazy goal that's out there it seems crazy at the time but usually you want to you want it to be somewhat crazy you want to stretch you don't want it to be i want to create a painting but yeah, yeah, you know you can do that. That's easy. You're not going out of your comfort zone. You know, say I want I want a painting to be into a museum before I die. Now that is is huge. You know, yeah. Um, th- this kind of thing. So then you think, okay, well, what do I need to be? You know, what do I need to accomplish, or where do I need to be in in ten years or twenty years? to be on my way to that because this is maybe 50, 60, 70 years down the road, but let's look at 10 years. Okay. If I want a painting that that's, you know, that is that good, I have to have the skills to do it. I have to have the time to work, to build those skills. Uh, you know, all these kind of things, these practical things you have to work, work with. 
And so, you know, at 10 years, I need to be at this amount of skill. I need to have um, this amount of time, you know, and make, probably make this amount of money with it, blah, 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 blah. And then you break that in half. You go, well, where, where could I be at in five years to show that I'm actually reaching a 10-year goal? And then you break it down to two years and then one year. And then ultimately, the most important, what can I do today to take a step to that? It's um, a quote from some wisdom that I, I saw, you know, great years are made of great days and great days are made of great moments. It all starts with a moment. You want a great year? Start right now with a great moment and make up a great day and, can, and then repeat <laughs> forever. <laughs> so there's the next point actually is repeat. So whatever you could do today, you also need to feasibly be able to do that tomorrow and the day after and the day after, which is where the, the real daily practice comes in. Once you have these big goals and you break it down to, you know, 10 years, five years, two years, one year today, make sure that what you're doing today, you can repeat consistently to reach that one year goal, which is where really rubbing it up against reality comes in. So, understanding what your current restraints are is really important when it comes to making that commitment to a daily practice. I have uh, a floor and you have a floor as well. And I'll actually let you explain. I was actually going to bring this up. I was like, hey, why don't we give examples of our daily practices, right? Because this is so important. This is the most practical thing we can do is what we can do daily to get to to and, and to be that repeated being is our identity work towards our huge goals you know become actualized this kind of thing so floors and ceilings uh this was a huge change in my life was realizing that if i wanted to be an artist if i wanted to continue to be an artist and get to the goals that i want to do i have to do it daily and then you think there's some days i i want to fly overseas right i have to get up at three o'clock in the morning get ready get to the airport by five o'clock i'm flying all day i get there it's a different time zone and you just go to bed because you're so freaking tired how can i do art on that day i can't do a painting because I, you know oil paints you know well i can't do an oil painting i've seen james gurney do paints on a plane like crazy <laughs> you know he's pretty amazing look at james gurney for simple and easy practices that you can do all the time but i it down even further you know what if i forgot my materials what if i just didn't feel like it plus i was super tired or whatever what is the floor smallest thing where i can show up without fail no matter what and, and gather that win and for me it was just 30 minutes of some kind of sketch and the only rule there is is i have to look at something and translate it on paper somehow so whether that's uh, from memory from a visual item but i'm translating you know uh through my brain through my hand out onto paper or whatever it is at the time so i could forget you know all my supplies borrow a pen from somebody, get a, a napkin and do my 30 minute drawing and then take a photo of it and, and then celebrate that. So that's, that's my floor. And that's so that you can win every single day that you can say, I made one baby step towards my commitment, which is super important. I could go on for this about forever, but we, we don't want to forget about ceilings too. So the days when you're at home, when you've gotten crazy amount of sleep, you're super motivated. Maybe you watch some 
awesome podcast or listen to an amazing podcast by a couple of individuals that know this stuff. <laughs> could be us, could be someone else. And you're so motivated that you just want to get started now. Well, what what is your ceiling that day? You know, is it four hours of continuous, you know, art creation with breaks every 30 minutes because keep healthy, that's important. You know, this kind of thing. That's your ceiling, right? You're not going to do ceilings every day. Um, and believe me, when you try when when you set your ceiling, because I've done this for years, I'm like, I could do six hours. Yeah, that's gotten smaller each and every, <laughs> every few months. It's like, yeah, that's not happening. Right now, I mean, I track my art time and this year has been the most per or last year is probably one of the most productive years ever. And I probably average around three hours a day. There's been days when it was eight hours of art time, but the average two hours, probably three hours. But what's important is setting that floor and ceiling. I, th I always think that the floor is more important than the ceiling because the floor will lower your commitment so much that it will always fit your motivation and your abilities, you know, or wh whatever you're feeling that day and keep you moving forward. I have a very similar practice, but when it comes to drawing specifically, I have a much lower floor because I did want it to be incredibly easy. No matter how overwhelmed I was getting with family, no matter how overwhelmed I was getting with business, I needed to be able to do it every single day. So my floor for drawing is just a warm-up page. As long as I keep my dexterity moving forward, all the time consistently, I can celebrate that. That yeah. being said, I am also a tattoo artist. So my job is to create, which sort of brings us to back to the original conversation. I will say one of the bonuses of having a production art career is that it does force you to develop your skill like your technical ability. So that is a bonus. Even if you're doing it for someone else, mm -hmm. your technical ability is increasing every single time. But that's that's an old conversation. Moving forward, my, my daily commitment is much smaller. And sometimes it boils down to, oh, I'm going to color with my son today. I'm going to have some deep love time with my family while mm -hmm. I'm being creative. But outside of art, I also track what amount of time I'm spending every day being creative in general. How, how much time am I spending making something, whether it's editing the podcast or editing videos, filming, writing blog posts and emails to subscribers. I track my generalized creative time as well because... I, I do believe there is some amount of creative cross-training that happens. The more creative you are in one area of your life, the more creative you can be in every area of your life. And, and you know, I, I have a similar practice daily thing. But beyond just, I must do 30 minutes of art a day. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a, a drawing project right now, uh, Fandom Fitness, um, where I basically do drawings of prominent individuals and fandoms like Spock from um, Star Wars or Harry Potter from the Harry Potter series, you know, this kind of thing. And I'm working on Steve Irwin, which is right above my head right there. And Steve Irwin, and, Crocodile Hunter. 
just for clarification, that is Spock from Star Trek. I, I do I not Star want Wars? you did, and <laughs> they will eat us alive. Uh, I no, because I was thinking about um, Yoda from Star Wars that I did too, which is really yeah. good. So yeah, I know. Oh. You know, I love these fandoms, and that's one reason why I'm doing it. But anyway. So I have this big body of work, right? And so the, the daily thing is I need to get this done. So I spend the time on that. So that's one part of it, you know, and then I want to do a post every single day. So that's, that's another thing that I, I check off my list. Um, so, and then I want to do a warm up before I draw every day. So this is part of my art practice because, and each one has its importance. Like you said, with your warm up, you know, it's all about dexterity, about continuing on, about, you know, just showing up every day. Um, and that could be your minimum. And then I, you know, I do a minimum amount of drawing every day and break it up, you know, this kind of thing. And then teaching and learning is part of my creative practice, which is pretty huge. So I usually do some kind of writing or podcasting, you know, this kind of thing yeah. where, I, <laughs> where I mean, I'm, I'm trying to communicate in some way. Uh, before that, I, I've kind of stopped it recently, but it was on my post every day. I was trying to communicate. Now I, I write a bit. I, oh, I read every day. I just finished a book, uh, Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp, which is really, really good. And uh, now I've started this book, The Power of Daily Practice by Eric Mizell. And then uh, Josh has, uh, you gave me a book to buy and it just sounded up my alley. It was about daily practice also. And I, I've already bought that and it's it's on its way. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. I mentioned the interview that I found the book in last week. Uh, I picked the book up and I haven't been able to put it down. It's It's amazing. <laughs> really awesome i can't wait i can't wait so this is all part of the daily practice and it's every single thing that i do it, it isn't happenstance i didn't just say oh, i feel like doing this i'm gonna do it for a while no it everything works toward that larger goal in in my future you know end of the life begin with the end of mind end in mind kind of goal you know way out there and even things that we purchase now, me and Patty are doing the same thing. My wife, we think, okay, is the hundreds of dollars that we spend here, is this going to work towards, you know, our creative goals? And and that's easy. Usually when you look at money, you think, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yes or no. And, and people can understand that. But probably one of the most important things you invest is your time. So in yeah. part of this, I, I think probably one of the m most one of the most influential things that you can do with your life is is not just break things down. Like you look at your goal, you break it down to what you can do today and keep doing that in longevity. You also look at what are you doing every day that's not going to get you there? I know this is kind of off of our show note, you know, no. different than our show notes, but I just thought about it. I'm like, yeah, this is super important too. You know, what shouldn't you do? And I have a good example here. I'm addicted to video games, at least and I can't say I was because um, I know about 12-step programs and you yeah. never say you're never addictive anymore, right? You're always. And it still hits me sometimes. You know, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, it'd be so great if I could. And then I have to like shut it down. <laughs> but but I had to turn off all video games, uh, you know, uninstall everything, get rid of any kind of, uh, because I was deep into computer games and, you know, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars in computer games. And it really took me a while to, to say, this is not, if I continue wasting my time on this, 
it's not going to get, it's not helping me get to my goal. And I would say, um, I mean, looking in the news right now where GameStop is like blowing up, it's like making just billions of dollars recently. If you can't control that, if you can't control what you're doing right now and, and, and certain things like this, this could be anything, you know, not just video games, video games is big for me, but it could be anything for you. And if you do it every single day and you know, it's not going to go through your goal, you know, make that deep commitment like we were talking about before to say, no, I want to reach the end of my life and have these, these things accomplished. Yeah. And start today. You, you do have to think about what you can do consistently and what you should probably stop doing so consistently. So they do very, very much go, go hand in hand. It's the same concept as inverting the problem. It's like, oh, well, this is what I want. How do I make sure that I fail at getting that? <laughs> when you right. think about when you think about it that way, it it really does help clarify the things that you shouldn't do based on what you would do if you wanted to fail, which actually brings us to some other some other points. One thing that you can do if you want to make sure you fail is don't plan for success. Right. If, if you don't make the plan or the commitment, then that's a surefire way to fail. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't move forward with it whatsoever. Don't do a daily practice. Don't even try, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah if you, but don't go that route, please. It reminds me, I mean, because y you can attach any of these ideas to fitness and being healthy, right? Just yeah. so easily, right? So if you, probably one of the biggest proponents you can have to losing weight and being healthy is cutting things out of your diet rather than adding things in or adding exercise or whatever. I mean, that's the first thing that any health professional tells you. Go through your pantry and cut out all the bad stuff, right? Then, you know, just, just logging what you do and cutting out your bad stuff is probably one of the biggest things. Uh, there's this funny quote I heard once. It, was, it goes something like this. Oh, you, you want a six pack abs? Well, do 10 reps of start, stop eating all the crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something like that. But it was pretty funny. But yeah, cutting out what is not going to get you to your end goal. Wow. We spent so long describing all of these things when that's, that's really what it boils down to is don't do the stuff that's holding you back and do more of the stuff that moves you forward. Exactly. Yeah, man, we could have made this a lot shorter with that. I like I like this quote by Zig Zig Ziglar, and it's actually from Dave Ramsey's book Entre Leadership, because Dave Ramsey's quoting him, and he and Zig Ziglar says, "People say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend both daily." <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, and, reconnecting and, with that motivation, and you know, th this is part of the whole daily practice we were talking about. Um, yeah, it's only 30 minutes and it's easy to see that, you know, this the, like the warm up page for Josh or the 30 minute drawing for me or whatever it is. It's easy to see it's worthless. But what that actually does is it keeps you connected in your brain. You keep I, I mean, like physically and then scientifically, you know, look at peak by Anders Ericsson by repeatedly doing these things daily. You're continuing to make furrows in your brain of thought and con con continuing to kind of carve those out. You keep connected to your motivation. You do it for 30 minutes. You start thinking of other ideas. You're repeated being this. I mean, it's a physical and mental change. Yeah, Jerry Jerry Seinfeld, his stand-up practice is 
basically don't break the chain. So he'll write a new joke every single day and he doesn't want to break the chain. And it's such a small commitment. And that's key, having a small commitment that you can do every day. And yeah, this goes back to you tracking it because he was talking about a red X on the calendar. And I think that is so important. If you want to feel really motivated and, and just feel like powerful within yourself, just feel, just have this celebration going on, start tracking how long you can keep a streak of daily practice, whatever you want to do to get your goal. Say, I need to do this daily and then commit to it and then start tracking it. You know, 10, 20, 30, as soon as you get to like a hundred or so days, you're like, holy cow, I am not going to break this. You know, right now today was, uh, today is day 2,925 for me of daily art. I committed to it. Actually, today's the 27th. I know today's the 28th. So the 26th of January, 2013 was the first day I started. So you can do the math on that. Um, 2,900 and something days total. A whole Uh, bunch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, there's no way. I mean, I don't even think about it anymore. After that amount of time, because before it was, oh, man, I don't want to break the streak. 30 days, I'm still motivated. 100 days, there's no way I'm breaking the streak. Hundreds of days after that or after a 1,000, you're like, yeah, I'm super going strong. Got to focus on it. After about this much, it's it's so ingrained in me that I don't even think about it. It's just what I do. Yeah, I'm up to... 105 since I stopped taking Sundays off. Nice. So I just hit that that 100 day mark a few days ago. Well, today will be 106, but perfect. Yeah. This is this is the first time that I've had a strict daily art practice for this long and no, I I don't break the chain. I refuse. <laughs> Especially when you set those floors you're talking about. You know, yeah. always show up. That is so important. Longevity over huge gains is so important. Okay. um, Action. Action items. Here's homework for everyone. First and foremost, think about what you want to be at the end of your life or what you want to have accomplished and write it down. Don't just sit there and just think about it while you're driving or whatever. And don't write it down while you're driving either. Be safe while you're driving. But take some time. Take, you know, it doesn't take much time. You, you, if, if you're 20 years old, you're going to have 80 more years of life. If you take an hour to do this, it's nothing. Write down the 25. Oh, no, I think it was Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of High, Highly Effective People book. He said, write down the 25 top things that you want to com- complete in your life. Pick the top five out of that and then remove all of the other 20. Not just remove them, but run away from them and never even approach them again. So focus is what he's saying. Have your top five. Get clarity on that. And then the most important part after that, well, that is the most important part, but other important part is to start breaking it down. Where do I need to be at in 10 years? to be reaching that five years, two years, one year, and then break it down to what can I do today? And know, just know this, that what you, what, if you spend the time on it right now, which I think is huge and important, it's not the only time that you'll, you'll need to do that. Your life will change. You'll get married. You'll have an extra kid, Josh, you know, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. life change will happen. And then you'll have to rethink this. You know, your reality will change and you'll have to rethink it a bit. 
getting started on that now and then understanding that, you know, what you put in stone, you know, what you write down right now isn't in stone and you're not committing to it. Like, well, you are, you're committing to it, but it, it will adjust, but there's a, there's a thread that moves through it of that commitment. Right. But doing that initially and just getting moving forward, I think is probably step number one. That's the action item. That's the homework for you guys, at least the first one. Josh, what do you have? I would say beyond that, once you figure out what that core goal or core set of goals is, figure out what you could practically commit to every day to move you toward each one of those goals and commit to that practice so you can start tracking your progress. So don't break the chain. Just make that commitment and start moving now. Right. Once, you've, once you've got that goal, once you've got those big life dreams, figure out what you can do every single day to get just a little bit closer and make that daily action so easy that you don't have an excuse not to do it. Exactly. Yeah, that floor, set the floor, set the minimum. I would also say with that is with the tracking, which is so important, you know, day one starts today. Keep it simple how you track things at the beginning. You don't have to do like me and do a figure out how to get a WordPress website going and, you know, get some crazy tracking, you know, because I'm a web developer. This is what I do. Just have a simple calendar, a sheet of paper, put tick marks on a room somewhere, just like you're in a jail cell, right? You know, just, <laughs> whatever, but track it and know that, yeah, table one, you know, with a piece of chalk or, you know, a nail that you're into the wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, get moving on that creative habit. Yeah. I think that's the most practical thing that we could we could advise people to do. Yeah. That's it. It's simple. It's not yeah. easy, but it's simple. <laughs> I was going to say simple, not easy. Yeah. Not easy. Don't expect it to be easy, but it, and anything worthwhile is not easy. We have to go through a lot to get there. If it was easy, everybody would be amazing artists. And then it wouldn't be so important because it would just be too easy. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think we can end there. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode number two. This was, as always, a fantastic conversation. I had a ton of fun. And I hope you'll join us for the next episode. I think the next episode is going to be our wildly important goal and how to keep focused on that versus the whirlwind of crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to really dig deep on turning away from the extra commitments that might be pulling you away from that big, life-changing, wildly important goal. Yeah, very important and difficult. And difficult. Yeah. <laughs> We're always dealing with it. <laughs> well, I'd rather be honest. It's like when somebody asks, is this tattoo going to hurt? I always tell them, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a tattoo. <laughs> it's a tattoo. Of course it's going to hurt. But yeah. We're, we're not going to sugarcoat it for you. The stuff we're telling you to do is going to be difficult, but worthwhile. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean right. needles in my skin are going to hurt? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's another commitment i need to make commit to a tattoo all right now we're just rambling we better just cut it off now all right take it easy everybody see you next time thank you bye-bye <laughs>